Hello and welcome back to the Behind the Goal podcast. I'm Zishan and I'm here with Harry. Hello again. Hello, and we've not been here for a while because, um, unfortunately, Harry was arrested for his links to a mass match-fixing scandal in the Slovakian Third League. Yeah, that was me. And I also, I also, um, I don't know if you know this, I own a Turkish football club and I got into trouble recently because I punched a referee. <laughs> um, so Harry's uh, been causing trouble all over Europe. Yeah, I've been a busy man being arrested in multiple different countries and um but I'm back now and I'm totally uh, free of any kind of investigation so free, free forever yeah no, that was quick yeah no it got cleared up quickly <laughs> I'm I'm quite popular with you know police all over the place so <laughs> they let me go swiftly uh, was it to do with the um the old uh, british dollar Oh, well, you know, I'm just quite a smooth-talking man. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. All the listeners will know about that. Yeah. Anyway, it is the 14th of December whilst we're recording this, and I think it's been around two or three three weeks, is it? Three weeks since we last recorded, and a lot of football has happened, and a lot of weird and wonderful things have also happened. A lot has happened. What was What would have been the last game we talked about I think um, it was before United played Everton yeah so that, that weekend so City played Tottenham as well it was just, just, yeah so we were about to play Brentford away yeah so we just beaten Burnley that must have been, it must have been then yeah so, so was, rounding it up let's let's think Aston Villa are quite good yeah they're doing well aren't they Aston Villa are quite good Arsenal quite are supposed good. to be good we are good to be fair, right, I haven't watched Arsenal in a while. I think the last... I can't remember the last proper game I watched here. I think it was Newcastle away. Yeah, I mean, we've been very good since then in in um, yeah. all competitions. Uh, but uh, the Aston Villa game, we, we actually played reasonably well for large bits of that game. We should have scored. We, didn't, we definitely didn't deserve to lose. I, I think we were the better team, personally. Um... We we had lots of very good chances, um, very wasteful, a bit unlucky, and um, with Aston Villa score with their first attack of the game, really, definitely their first chance, and really it was the only time they it was the only real clear cut chance I remember them having, properly, and yeah, really we should have scored, and at the bare minimum we should have drew, and that goal that got disallowed at the end, even though it was probably right, it's pretty harsh and definitely quite unlucky the whole thing about how the only reason it hit Havertz's hand was because it had hit Matty Cash's hand first but it wasn't enough of a clear and obvious error for them to check for a penalty but because the referee had seen the handball they stuck with the on-field decision right which was that it hit Havertz's hand so it couldn't be a goal but it feels pretty unlucky at the best yeah it sounds confusing yeah to me, I mean, I'm surprised by Villa because I think I put them fifth in my predictions this year. Maybe a bit lower, but I'm surprised how well they've done so far. I thought they might have built into the season, but they've played most of the big teams now. Yeah, but they've only really done well against them at home, like with the exception of Tottenham. Obviously. Yeah. At home, they're, they're very good. Um, 
even when they're not at their best, they somehow seem to win. Do you think yeah. they could get... I don't think they'll win the league, I think. Oh, no. If, especially no the fact they're in the Conference League, and I think they've already progressed in that. I think that will take its toll come February, March, if they're still in for it. And obviously, I don't... Are they still in the Carabao Cup? Um, possibly. Are they in, I, they'll, be, they'll be in the FA Cup now, so yeah. there's a lot to consider. But I'm surprised by what Emery's done. Fair play to him. The first time he came to England, didn't go to plan too much. He had a good first season, if I remember rightly. It it, it was good for a bit. It <laughs> it wasn't really great, to be honest. <laughs> but, but yeah, he's, he seems to be like a mid to top level club manager. You know what I mean? Like exactly like how how Sevilla were, Villarreal, Aston Villa. He's a good. He's a good underdog manager. Oh yeah, definitely. He seems to be good w- w- at managing teams with Villa in their name. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's the third time now. Who, who else? Villarreal. Wait, Villa, Aston Villa, and Sevilla. Oh yeah, shit. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking about the start of the name. There's, there's a pattern, really. Um, but it, he, yeah, I don't know. He's he's a he's a good coach. I do I do like him. I'm I'm happy. He's, doing well but I don't, I, don't, I don't think Villa will uh, s- stay this consistent because I just think the way they play um, isn't going to be sustainable in the long term I, I, don't, they, I don't know they give up lots of chances against them apart from Man City for some reason I, that Man City game was very strange Rodri yeah but I don't like the Arsenal game I have no idea how he didn't score it's just I mean I didn't get the chance to watch it because I was Coming back from my own football game, but of course, I um, I can I can imagine the type of game you're on about because I've seen Arsenal have a few of them games in the past few seasons, especially towards the end of the season last year. Yeah, I mean, it's it just it felt like it was just one of those games that sometimes happens, you know, where you you play quite, you play you concede an early goal and then you play quite well and just. Don't take your chances. Yeah. Maybe get a bit unlucky. The you know, bounces don't quite fall for you and stuff. Um, keep the keeper has a good game, whatever. The it's just it was, it was things like that where you know on another day we'd we'd score two or three goals with the same chances and um, at the weekend we didn't score once. It's just yeah. If we talk about a team you've got to play soon, relatively. Um, relatively soon anyway but you got to play them twice Liverpool what do you make of them so far technically we've got to play them three times in three months playing them oh yeah playing them yeah because we've got them at home in the league in February and then obviously in the FA Cup in January and then we're playing them next weekend not this one coming up one after um yeah they're they're doing well they're top of the league now so I guess they're they're not playing well though no, it's like that. That could be a good thing for them. Potentially. Yeah. I mean, that was the argument um, when Arsenal went top of the league. Was kind of that you know we hadn't been at our best yet this season, and we're still you know top of the league or whatever. Arguably, you could say the same for Liverpool, but I'd, I'd maybe say there's more obvious uh, weaknesses in their squad. Yeah, definitely. Than with Arsenal, the um, midfield isn't as solid as it once was no and also um 
the I mean defensively they've I mean they've got technically got the joint best defensive record in terms of goals conceded. Um but um Matip's injury doesn't help. No, it doesn't. Um, and also the XG they've conceded uh is a lot higher than um other teams in that area of the table. I think it's like they've expected got they've conceded fourteen goals but the XG is over twenty. Wow. Whereas that's Ar- a big difference. Whereas Arsenal have um conceded fourteen goals and the XG against is about twelve. Yeah, that's that's yeah. normally what you should be getting for top of the league at this time of the season. Yeah. But Liverpool won't be need to worry about XG this weekend because the good chance is they'll be winning by a lot this weekend. Who are they playing again? Manchester United. Oh, oh well, sorry to hear that. So Anfield, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, not not looking good. Uh, no, it's not. Thirteen absent absentees for the weekend. Thirteen. Yeah. Wow, that's that's not good. Yeah. How, how did that happen? Everyone getting injured. <laughs> It's just been happening all season, and then suspensions. You know, you've got people falling off the manager. You got illness. It's just all come together at the right time for us. It's weird. It, feel, it feels a bit like deja vu with Man United because it feels like this happens to Man United every other season. Oh yeah. It's like you have a season like this, then a season where it it improves and everyone's very optimistic and hopeful and says Man United are back and all the ex-players come out and make embarrassing uh, statements and stuff and and then and then it all goes to tits up again the next season yeah it seems repeats. to be a running theme but I, I don't know where that lies is just you know I was listening to a podcast the other day Whenever United get Champions League football, their drop-off in performance is drastic and the amount of money they spend in the following summer is a lot less because it feels like our owners, are that's what they're targeting right now. You know, top four, because that's what gets the money, but not really anything else. They don't, they don't want to compete for leagues, you know. If, if they wanted to compete for leagues, they would have gone out and got a Declan Rice, uh, a Rodri type player, not Sofian Amrabat, who might be the most average football player I've ever seen, and he's literally next to Scott McTominay. You don't, you don't rate Amrabat then? I don't think he's very good. Yeah, I, I, I really haven't watched him enough to to know. I mean, I, I've, I've not been blown away from him when I have watched him. But... He's very average. Yeah. Um. You could probably say that for a few players who are playing regularly. There's a lot. United there's a lot of moment. players that are playing for us right now that are very average. Yeah, uh, Rashford's had a lot of criticism recently. What do you make of that? Um, I don't know with Rashford. I think you'll you'll see it with probably you probably draw similarities like Saka or something when it's your homegrown talent. You kind of want to wrap him up in cotton wool and. Yeah, hiss at anyone that says anything bad about him, but his 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 performances haven't been good. But then the last few games, his attitude has been absolutely woeful. That Newcastle game about ten days ago now, he just he looked like he didn't want to be playing football anymore. I, I don't know if there's something going on in his personal life. You know, another thing as well, he's he's got a very inconsistent relationship with his. 
ex-girlfriend, girlfriend, whatever she is, and it seems to be whenever they break up, he just his form falls off a cliff as well. So, look, I'm not going to pinpoint our performances to that, but individually, some of the players haven't been good. You could probably count the amount of players that you said, okay, these have been decent for us this season, on one hand. probably you probably say Maguire... Um, player of the month, Premier League player. Yeah, of the but month. he's been doing well recently. I think Wambasak has been okay. McTominay scored a lot of goals, but performance-wise, not really anything. Bruno's been Bruno's been all right. He can do better, but then after that, Hoyland's been good, but again, he's not ready yet. And then after that, he can't say anything. Hoyland looks promising. It's just, I mean, it. I guess it's hard with some of the what's happening around him oh yeah that uh, uh, have a hugely noticeable impact at the moment it's a lot of pressure on him he doesn't get any chances as well like, yeah. whoever plays up front for Arsenal at the weekend if whether it's uh, not Saka uh, Jesus Enketia Trossard whatever system you're playing they'll get two or three chances to score every game Ho- Hoyland barely gets a chance a game yeah I mean, you know what I mean I guess that that's partly the the issue of um, you know having a, a kind of slightly ineffective midfield. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean it, it's strange because Ten Hag is supposedly an, an attacking manager. Um, yeah, he is, but he, he's a very front. He's a front foot manager, but he also likes to. He doesn't like to commit too much. But this season, because of the deficiencies elsewhere, he's had to commit, which is why we've been getting countered so much Yeah, at the same time. I mean, there's one thing, which is it's slightly alarming how many goals Man United concede, but the the other thing is how few they score. Yep. You've got, what, is it... Is, is, it ne- is your goal difference negative now, or is it still zero? Probably. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and I in the Champions not- League as well, I mean, what was it, 15 goals in six games? But if you go to, we scored three away in all our games. So we scored three at the Allianz Arena, scored three at Copenhagen, and we scored three at Galatasaray. We've got one point to show for it. Yeah, and that 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 partly actually a, a lot is on the goalkeeper because some of the mistakes yeah. he's made, especially I, in the Champions League. I think League. it partly on the goalkeeper but there's also a lot you can blame on the rest of the squad as well oh yeah yeah of course. if you look at it though if we wouldn't have a win if it wasn't for the goalkeeper at the same time but yeah no that's, that's a good point too. it's it is what it is and yeah he's made one or two absolute blinders which he should be saving but that's that's gonna that's gonna happen anyway it, it's also things like Galatasaray at home where his pass got Casemiro sent off and Oh yeah, exactly. It's just it's just been a night a nightmare campaign, but looking at a glass half full, hopefully the extra time on the training pitch does us some good. Yeah, well um it that can help. Yeah. It can. Less um, cup games. Yeah, I mean you can kind of see I mean it's probably helping Tottenham this season. I think it helped us a couple of years ago. Um when we went in Europe. Particularly with the team we had at the time, we didn't have a big, a particularly big squad, and it was very young. Yeah, and we had lots of new players, so that it was quite good, I guess, to have that extra time between games. Although it was pretty, uh, 
boring a lot of the time. Yeah, I can imagine, and it's going to take a while to get used to because last season we only played one less game than a team would if they were going for the quadruple. Is that true? Yeah. Wow. Well, as if it, if you'd actually like going for it, or like if, if we were to, if so, if we were to go for the quadruple, yeah, what people think is a quadruple. Last season, we only played one less game than that. Is is that because is that, is that because you're in the like the round of thirty two for the Europa League? Or yeah, and that. Yeah, and then we went all the way in both cups. Yeah, and in the Premier League, obviously. And last season was even for fans, it was a long season. Yeah. So, you know, it's that. I don't think that has helped, and I think that showed at the start of the season for us definitely. But... Yeah. Yeah, it's strange because. I mean, the impression I got was even though obviously there were some pretty bad results in their last season and you kind of faded away a bit at the end because of injuries, most Man United fans I knew felt relatively positive coming into this season. Oh yeah, definitely. I was really excited for this season. Yeah. And then the first game after it, you thought, oh, that was a bit crap. And then it just kept on going on. Like the Tottenham game the week after, they completely fell off a cliff. Then we came back against Forest. The Arsenal result wasn't that bad. I mean, it could have gone a lot differently. You know what I mean? Yeah. It could could have gone a lot differently. But at the end of the day, it happens. We're not going to... Could have, would have, should have our way to a league title or to the top four, are we? So... Yeah. But yeah, it's just been a nightmare season. And also, we can talk about um, Newcastle as well, because they finished bottom of their... They they did. They've it, got a lot of injuries. They do. And, and that that means that uh, no fifth place Champions League now as well. Cause is that it, is that it? Is that the, yeah? I don't think England. Could, I think if like, I think if like Villa win, Villa win the Conference League, Brighton or Liverpool win the champion, uh, the Europa League, or West Ham or yeah. Arsenal or City win the Champions League. I don't know how much it brings up the coefficient, but our coefficients has gone down a lot. Yeah. No. Well, it's un- yeah, it's unlikely we'll be in the top two. And I guess it. Could, yeah, if we have teams, if we have like one or two teams in each competition that go to get to like the semi-finals, we might. Yeah. Potentially depends how other countries' teams do, but yeah, it doesn't help that half of our Champions League teams are already out. And not mm-hmm. even in the Europa League, they're just straight out of Europe altogether. It's pretty rare that happening. Yeah, when was the last time two English teams went I don't out think of it, Europe in the group stages? I don't I think remember. it's ever happened because you never. Well, before like two thousand and seven ish, you only had three teams in it, didn't you? Was that true? Was that really- yeah? There was only three teams. The four teams is relatively new. Really, I because pretty- remember it used to be a qualifying round. For fourth place, was it okay? Do you don't remember that? Well, for for the Champions League, yeah, I it used to be qualifying for fourth. Oh, what for the Premier League? Yeah, 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 top four. Yeah, okay. I sorry, I thought you were talking about the Champions League group. So I was no, confused. No, 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 sorry. Yeah, no, I remember top four. Yeah, because I remember that um, in uh, twenty twelve when Chelsea won the Champions League, Tottenham finished yeah. fourth and ended up in the Europa League because of it. Um, <laughs> Poor so, Tottenham. Uh, uh, <laughs> they deserve it. It was funny. But, yeah, um, I think 
I don't know. I don't. I can't remember that ever happening. I can remember United. I remember United going down to the Europa League a fair few times now. Oh yeah, well that happened two years ago, didn't it? Or was it? Uh, three. Three. Yeah. Happened three years ago. Happened eleven years ago. Happened. Happened two years. Eight ago. years ago. Ronaldo. Yeah. Did you Ronaldo get? kept on scoring. Who who knocked you out that season? Atletico Madrid. Of course. Yeah. That was a depressing game. Yeah. Uh, Atletico Madrid have inflicted a lot of pain on English teams in the last five years or so they've done it to Liverpool they did it to Arsenal at Wenger's last European game was that in the Europa League yeah semi-final yeah yeah Koscielny kicking the ball into his own face (laughs) 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 that's a fun memory I don't have many good memories Atletico Madrid I was on crutches whilst both games were happening. Yeah. And then I had to walk up to the top of the Stretford end for the second game and we did fuck all. (laughs) I had to watch Antoine Griezmann do a fucking Fortnite celebration. (laughs) (laughs) You've seen seen a lot of dances at the Emirates. Um, Probably more than the average fan. Fortunately, yeah. I was there in person for all of Jesse Lingard's dances. So. <laughs> I, bet, I bet by the end it was driving you yeah. fucking crazy. How <laughs> um, I many did he, did he celebrate like three times? Dance like three times. Uh, yeah, it was and it was that it was that ridiculous game where David de Gea <laughs> made like something like stupid, like thirty-three saves or whatever it was. <laughs> uh, I don't know what he took before the game. Yeah, no, that was one of the most <clears throat> ridiculous goalkeeping performances. I've ever seen. Yeah, but I I just remember Jesse Lingard dancing for that period of time at the Emirates. Yeah, they were good times, yeah. simpler times. <laughs> I'm sure they you weren't actually because we were still shit. But it's just it's funny though because you 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 say you were shit, but you finished second that season. Oh yeah, that season that was that season. Was all right. I was on about the season after the season. Out. Is that that was that when you knocked us out the FA Cup and Alexis Sanchez scored? Yeah. Yeah, and then Jesse Lingard danced yeah. again. <laughs> I remember saying before that game to my friend who I was going with that I I, I already knew Alexis Sanchez was going to score. It was just about he when he scored such a shit goal as well, didn't he? Yeah, I just not every it was some, it was a thing that when whenever we played against one of our former players, they'd always score at the Emirates. Yeah, it just, it's happened so much <clears> now. I remember watching that game, thinking, "What the fuck happened to Petrček?" Oh, that, that version of Petr Cech was hilarious <laughs> it was the season do you remember the first game of the season against Man City he nearly passed the ball into his own into his own goal it's right well, the first time Arsenal ever tried to play out from the back <laughs> under Unai Emery and Petr Cech nearly passed it straight into the bottom corner I remember when we first got Oli and we started trying to play out from the back with Chris Mullen and it was one of the most terrifying sights I've ever seen in my life. I I mean, you didn't have to watch um, Socrates and <laughs> Petr Cech try playing out from the back together. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, like, Watford away in 2019. Uh, it was one of the... I mean, it was terrible. We conceded like like 30 shots against us. We were 2-0 up. And we were unbelievably lucky not to lose. It ended up 2-2. One of the goals we gave away was literally just from a goal kick where Socrates passed it straight to a Watford player. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the Arsenal era of um, so- Socrates and Socrates, whatever he's called, yeah. and um, Mustafi, that they were they were funny times. 
Oh, oh, I mean, in a sort of cruel, dark, ironic way. Yeah. Whatever so. happened to Mustafi? I don't know. I, he was, I remember when Arsenal signed him, I was like, wow. He's I, supposed to be class. And I, then he just... I remember him and Kolasinac went to Schalke like in the January oh, yeah. of the season they got relegated uh, and then and then I remember seeing videos on Twitter of them being chased down the street <laughs> by Schalke fans <laughs> what, what? So they got relegated so the fans were so angry I saw Mustafi and Kolasinac after the game and they, they chased them down the street <laughs> I don't know why I find that so funny. They had, they had a man who literally fought off armed robbers with his bare oh, hands yeah. running. I remember <laughs> I remember Klasin actually doing that. Yeah, Arsenal have had so many random players play for them in the past 10 years. Our, our banter era was quite funny. Oh, I, I found... Um, I saw you liked it anyway on Instagram. Yeah. The... Um, Instagram streets won't forget um, uh, lockdown it, AFTV. Oh, I was pissing myself on the train to that when I was watching it. <laughs> when, when um, what's he called now? Ty called um, DT Rag and Bone. And he got so pissed off. And then Robbie said, "Oh, DT, how come you said this?" And he was like, "No, I fucking haven't." And he stormed off. So Ty started singing. Oh, uh, AFT football! I I grew up on that. It, it was, it was great. I, I I like some of the lead judges ones, like the one where there's that uh, woman with the the big sunglasses on, going going going. I'd like I'd like and Robbie asked, "Who do you like to see today?" And she was saying, "I'd like to see Martinelli play, maybe Saka." And Lee just goes, "Take your shades off, you might." <laughs> I love that. Uh, I don't know what happened. It, it was when it was in lockdown. They got that room. They were like all sat in like the yeah. social distance. That that room was chaos. That what, those watch longs were genuinely cursed. <laughs> the amount of just, I remember there was one time where um, DT genuinely threatened. Uh, he, to- he told Kalechi, you know, the Nigerian yeah, yeah. guy who like, sings and stuff, to c- come outside. <laughs> and he was literally saying he wanted to fight him outside. He walked off on- while the camera was on. You could hear him shouting from the doorway, come outside. And Kalechi is also off screen shouting from the other side of the camera that he wasn't going to. And it's just oh. chaos, the whole thing. For lockdown football was the most unhinged thing ever. I, I I mean I simultaneously love and hate looking back on lockdown football because it just feels like a completely different. Let's just think what we had in lockdown football. We had Carlo Ancelotti managing Everton <laughs> with James Rodriguez in the team. We had United coming back from two nil down every week. Willian playing for Arsenal. <laughs> um. I forgot Willian played for you. Yeah, so do I sometimes. <laughs> and then it, then I remember. Oh. I remember when um, United were losing once and I was watching it in Valencia at some expat's house and uh, we were losing 4-0 to Brentford at the time. Oh, yeah. And uh, he said, um, oh, remember Willian? I was like, yeah. He was like, yeah, we should sign him. I was like, oh, no, <laughs> no, please It's been no. right for Fulham, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. It's been but... quite good for them. But... I'm trying to think of more players that played for Arsenal. Remember that keeper you had? 
Oh, what, Runnison? Yeah, and you just, like, let in four goals against City. I, that was one of the weirdest signings I think <laughs> Arsenal have ever made in my lifetime, at least. Where is he now? I don't know. I think we sold him for, like, a, 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 a bit more than we paid for him. Fair maybe, enough. I think we signed him for just under a million. We sold him for maybe two or three. I don't, I don't know. I can't remember. He, he's gone, I think, somewhere in France. I've just remembered my favourite bit of Arsenal in lockdown. Do you remember when Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher just used to rip into David Luiz every game? Yeah, <laughs> they had a vendetta against him. They were insistent he was completely uncoachable. To be fair, every time I watched him, I think he got sent off. He was actually good for us. Like Of all the players we've signed from Chelsea in, in, you know, in the, the last few years, he's possibly my favourite. because I he can't. Why did David Luiz play for Arsenal? I, I don't know, but he was quite good for us. I mean, he was quite good, for, especially for people like Saka and Smith Rowe, who were coming through at the time. They all say the most influential, like the most, like helpful and friendly, um, sort of first team player was David Luiz. Well, also, he's good for Martinelli, I think. You know, yeah, Brazilian. Well, I think I'm at, uh, David Luiz. I just think about that free kick he scored against Colombia. Oh yeah, and he did the most Maradona celebrate Maradona cokehead celebration ever. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking r- run for about a mile. Yeah, that was one of many ex- extreme emotions he had in that World Cup from memory. Oh, uh, he, um, he yeah, had a rough World Cup. David Luiz, what a strange footballer. Yeah, I I, I like David Luiz. I, I think he was a good footballer, but what a strange guy. In what way? It's like, I just don't remember him ever playing football, but at the same time, I remember, like, everything. I remember, I remember, do, do you remember when you got, uh, what was one of the uh, Raphael brothers sent off? Oh, and the camera exactly, this is what I mean, I, for, I forget this, but yeah. if you if you ask me to describe a David Luiz play type and performance, I can describe it right now, but I can't remember anything he did. Yeah, I remember a few things he did in, like, the first few years he was at Chelsea, I don't remember loads that he did in the second stint he, he went had at to Chelsea. PSG. See, I remember I've... he got sent off against Arsenal in 2017. I mean, no one else would remember that because it was a really boring game and it was nil-nil. I remember, you know, you, you know, I, I, you know that meme of DT celebrating and then realizing that the goal is offside <laughs> at Stamford Bridge. <laughs> was that it? It was from that game. Mustafi oh, scored. I remember. Free kick I remember that game. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I might do. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that was in Wenger's last season. It was, uh, yeah, it was, that was a very, it was, I think, possibly one of about two away clean sheets we got all season. <laughs> and it was in September. Lockdown Arsenal, take me back. That wasn't Lockdown Arsenal, that was pre-lockdown. I know, but just, I'm just reminiscing. Lo- really. Lockdown Arsenal was a, a whole different thing. Lockdown United, take me back. Oh. Our comebacks under Solskjaer. You had fucking Cavani flinging his head at everything. It was what a great time was it, it was to be alive. It was around this time three years ago that we were still we were in the middle of that run where we didn't win a game from we beat you at Old Trafford, and then didn't win again till Boxing Day. Oh yeah. Uh, it was the only the only sort of like solace we had was like we'd like just batter minnows in the Europa League in midweek <laughs> and then we'd lose on the, on the weekend. <laughs> In the Premier League, we were losing to everyone. I remember Babian couldn't score a goal to save his life and then he scored an own goal against Burnley and we lost. <laughs> the only time Burnley have beaten us at home for like 50 years. Yeah, Arsenal had a few barren runs around that time. Yeah, the thing is though is that we actually ended up only like six points off fourth. 
So, you know, if we just had slightly normal inconsistent form in that yeah. time, rather than like absolutely horrifically bad form, that mm. where we were like 16th on Christmas Day, we, we, we probably would have finished in the top 16th. four. Oh yeah, I remember that. I was like, could Arsenal actually get relegated? Everyone was saying You that. lost to someone at home. I think it might have been Burnley. It, there was Burnley, there was Wolves, and there was Aston Villa as well. Yeah, it was Aston Villa, I remember. 3-0. Like, they yeah. could actually get relegated here. Yeah. I mean, it was just a weird season. Was like Aston Villa did the double over us, Wolves did the double over us, Everton did the double over us. <laughs> and I remember uh, you losing 1-0 to Everton that season. Yeah, yeah. We that was the year where the, the, ball, so, the ball was kind of... It was like a cross... And Leno somehow managed to redirect it off his thigh into the goal. It was, it was just a cross. He somehow managed to force it in. What What was your feeling I'm, watching the Arsenal team? Uh, oh, it was... I, I don't know. It was just kind of infuriating. I mean, for a long time, it was kind of almost apathy. It's like, you know, you're watching football being played in an empty stadium. Yeah. Yeah, and we were so boring at that time it was literally we had no creative midfielders so we'd just pass it to Tierney and cross it in and hope for the best and we didn't have a striker who could win a header and it was yeah I don't know it it was very difficult to to watch I somehow managed to force myself to watch all those games though um but yeah I mean I remember the Everton at home game was I think the uh the maybe uh, it was a couple of days after the Super League thing yeah I remember there was a huge protest outside the stadium before, and then... Yeah, because it was two days before my birthday, Yeah, and I remember it happened right before my birthday, all that. I remember the day the Super League was announced, Arsenal had drawn at home to Fulham um, through an injury-time equaliser from Eddie Nketiah. We we were playing Burnley at the time it got announced. The, The infamous Gary Neville rant. Absolute joke. Yeah. Arsenal and Tottenham. <laughs> the champions of San Marino. <laughs> Did you say that? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he was pretty scathing. <laughs> he he went in, but fair enough because moments like that make you reconsider, you know, what you're doing with your life. Yeah. With football, you know, do they actually care about you? Yeah, it's just I don't think Sky Sports do either. So I found the oh, posturing yeah. a bit weird at the time. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was just take take the money and run from them. Probably, yeah. Because it's right in front of them. But no, times like that. I remember it was before I had my United season ticket. I remember being very close to buying an FC United season ticket, which is. I mean, I was thinking about this last night. It's crazy. We have a club just formed off our own fans because they didn't like the membership. Yeah, I mean the it's... ownership. Sorry, it that's. Still baffles me. It's, it's, yeah, there are there are other examples of that happening. I yeah, think not so much in England. Maybe like Wimbledon. Yeah, there's Wimbledon. I know there's some sort of like Arsenal non-league spin-off, but they play in like they play in some non-league thing, and they because they they got set up in like Woolwich, where right. Arsenal are from originally, are called like Dial Square FC or something. Yeah, and, uh, but... they play in some like non-league division in Surrey or something I FC United are doing well though we've got a, stadium, a really nice stadium I don't know if you've seen it no well really no, nice I mean I've stadium. seen it I've seen it on like the a Copper 90 documentary a few years oh, ago oh a really nice stadium um, I think that a few seasons ago there were only two leagues off League 2 
Oh, where so are they now? They're three leagues off League Two There's now. Still a few. They're in the same league as my local team. Who's your local team? Ashton United. Ah. Where um, Dixie Dean once played. Oh, that's pretty cool. It's the second oldest stadium in the world. The original Erling Haaland. <laughs> that was such an annoying time in football. Every game. Uh, Can he beat the great Dixie Dean's record? <laughs> <laughs> no one ever watched... No one that's alive ever watched Dixie Dean anymore, apart from, like, ten people. Yeah. That's why I think it's always pointless when people our age try to make all-time 11s. It's like, how much... Like, how much of... of I, I know that Pele and Maradona were very good footballers, but I'm not watched that much of them. Yeah. So I don't feel like I can talk very confidently on their their I, ability. I met a guy the other the other year, and he was like, "Yeah, I watch loads of old old football." And I was like, "He was like, I was like, who's your favorite player?" He was like, "Gerd Muller." Uh, I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> Who did he play for? He played for Bayern Munich, remember? The oh, guy, yeah. He passed away a few years ago. Oh, right? yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. He was a top scorer for a long time. Okay. Well, yeah, he's just... I get what you mean, but... Yeah, I mean, it'd be a bit weird if I told you my favourite player ever was Frank McClintock. It was Arsenal's captain when we won the double in 1971. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, as much, <laughs> as, I, as much as I like him and respect him for that, I, I was old, not around. Frank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the days of Frank. Yeah, well, I was not doing Charlie George celebrations in the in the playground when I was younger. I was doing Theo Walcott, Dear. which was mostly just sort of running around with my arms out, <laughs> uh, sometimes going behind the goal. I was doing yeah. Van Persie celebrations. I did Van Persie for a bit, and then I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That season, do you remember that goal they scored where the Marlon just passed it to him? Yeah, three minutes in. Yeah, yeah. he's... It's so typical of Arsenal in that, that era. I remember Andre Santos swapped shirts with Robin Van Persie at half time and they weren't they weren't <laughs> even they weren't even inside the tunnel, they were just walking off the pitch. One nil down at half time against Man United and they're swapping shirts. I was f- fucking furious at it. I was n- nine years old, I was going, What the fuck are you doing? Well, obviously not with the swear words. But that was the the yeah. general sentiment. That's it's like it's like me when I when I see players hugging before like United Liverpool United City. Yeah, I just we had some pretty dense players at that time. I mean, I remember you remember that season. It was the same season we we beat Reading seven five in the oh, League yeah, Cup. Yeah, and it obviously it was four four after the end of normal time. And Olivier Giroud and one of the other players. Possibly Santos again went and threw their shirts <laughs> into the into the away end. Shirt collection. They went and threw their shirts into the away end at, the, at full time, and the other players had to go over to them and say, "It's not over. There's, there's extra time. You still need your shirt." So then they had to go and ask for them back. <laughs> Which I mean, you can tell it's a slightly different era that they didn't just have a spare or something they had to yeah. go and ask for it back uh, football's changed a lot I've got yeah. a question for you what's one club you shouldn't hate as much as you do but you do um what based on that not a sort of traditional rival just personally Stoke oh yes you've told me about that. Can't fucking stand Stoke. <laughs> Remember when that Stoke fan did the ticket thing on Twitter? Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I think we've talked about that before. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking we might have done. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'm trying to think who mine is now. 
I'm, not, I'm trying to think if there's any others. I hate Leeds, but... That's obvious. That's and, a given. Yeah. But I think... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if many younger fans nowadays hate Leeds as much as the older generation. It would be... It feels like more of a one-way rivalry. Like, I mean, I'm sure that there is... It's just... Like, there was a period of time where Leeds were genuinely good and, and oh, competitive yeah, for Man definitely. United. Yeah, yeah. But that... I mean, people our age, we've, we don't remember them no. from before their, uh, you know, big financial explosion. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, yeah, we don't think of them the same way, I guess. But I'd say Leeds are as big as a club as Newcastle. Oh, yeah. Well, they've what, won the league three times in their history. Yeah. Won the it's... FA Cup. What, they've they've won something more recently <clears throat> than Newcastle have won anything. Hmm. And they have at least as much pedigree in Europe, if not more, because they've gone far in Europe before. They might not have won. I mean, it cost them 20 years of, of the football club, but they did, they did it. They, they did it. I mean, it's more than Newcastle can really say. I mean, I mean, what, um, Newcastle have been in Champions League, but not as... I mean, but even before the whole Leeds... You know, you know, we lived the dream shit. Um, uh, <laughs> um, even before that, they they had gone far in Europe before. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But and, they, um, yeah, I I hate them more than I feel like fans my age do. Partially because I may or may not live here. Yeah, that would <laughs> live <to> in Leeds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, no, I I can't stand that club. Like yeah. I generally cannot stand that club, and it hurts that I may or may not see loads of Leeds, you know, fun things all the time. Oh uh, yeah, I'm sure. I don't mind like, like Leeds rhinos. Actually, no, I do because I just don't like people from Leeds. Why did you come to university here? You Who so says I come to university? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's 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 a nice place. Is it the pla- I don't know. I'm just questioning everything about Leeds right now. <laughs> yeah, but I think I hate West Brom. I was thinking West Brom and also Burnley. I don't mind Burnley. I don't like, but I mean Burnley were the original like booers. Yeah, they just all they would do would be just boo for the whole game. <laughs> And their, their teams would always... I mean, it's different now, I guess, but, you know, the old Burnley were kind of Stoke-esque in that yeah. they had a bunch of big British lumps who would just play, basically, a sort of more more football-y version of rugby. It was kind of very violent, very let-them-know-you're-there-get-stuck-in type football. Arsenal don't like it up and... Yeah. Another, don't another, let them play. Another reason why I think... Uh, hate Leeds is because I remember in 2010 when they somehow beat us at Old Trafford when they were in League One in the uh, FA Cup and genuinely the, what that win did for the city of Leeds I think I think this they made a documentary about it that was the best thing that happened to Leeds for about 20 years about 20 years until yeah. they got promoted that was their I moment I don't know it's just fucking oh I can't and I, I shit you not I might hate Leeds more than I hate City. Wow, this es- this escalated. It, no, but seriously, when it's when it's United versus Leeds, like I'm all for rivalry and what, but it just outside it's fucking chaos. <laughs> it's genuinely like a war zone. Yeah, I mean, I I get. I've always had the impression, really, that at least 
nowadays the rivalry stronger on Leeds's and yeah definitely United's. But there's definitely a lot of people that hate Leeds as well. Oh yeah, well Leeds are sort of seen as like the Northern Millwall, aren't they? They're the kind of yeah. like as in being That's a good the, way to the, put it. the team that you know like most of the country has a reason to not like Leeds for some reason. Well, Leeds dirt, United, dirty are, Leeds, are they yeah, they're dirty Leeds. Yeah, there's a, there's a, they have a reputation, the kind of image, I guess. That they're very proud of as well. A bit like a bit in a, in a similar way to Mill. Bit inbred, isn't it? I wasn't going to say that. No, I think it is. Uh, it's... I, I, as long as they stay in the championship, I'm not bothered. They're doing okay. I mean, they lost the other day. Yeah, they're doing well this season, which is I don't like, but yeah, Ipswich are doing well. Yeah, they are. Yeah, one of all these disciples, McKenna. Gary McKenna. He's yeah. a very good coach. He is. He was at Tottenham. I'm sure you'll be delighted to know. And then Mourinho brought him over. Mm. And then he was one of Ollie's many assistant managers. But now I'm happy for him. And I hope Ipswich do come up because, once again, it's a different team in the Premier League, which I like to see. It would be a back-to-back promotion as well if they did it. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. I, d- I don't want Leicester to come. I mean, they ca- I guess they kind of have to. They will come back up. Oh, yeah. They, they shouldn't have got relegated in the first place. No, I mean, they'd be doing more than Sheffield United are doing. If they yeah, were, if they were they, still up. If they were still up, they'd probably be around mid-table. Yeah. Because well, Leicester getting relegated last year was really weird. It it was. It was very, very, very strange. I mean, they kind of just spiraled. They got into a death spiral and they didn't act quick enough. They just and then, when they did act. They did the wrong thing. Yeah, they just didn't pick up them few wins that they needed ever. Yeah. And other teams around them did. Yeah, I mean they they start they started. I mean, what they they won the last game, but it was too late. They basically yeah. February onwards, they just were hopeless. Mm-hmm. I think so. Everton won on the last game of the season, didn't they? Yeah. As well. Yeah, Everton won. That was basically their only hope of uh, staying up. They Coming back into Leeds points. that day, they got relegated. Was enlightening. That was a bit surreal. I remember getting off the train the day afterwards because I'd gone to the Arsenal Wolves game. And I came back to Leeds the day after, and people were still walking around in their Leeds United shirts and stuff. Like it was like as if none of them had fully processed it yet, and they they hadn't gone home. Yeah. And I was like, it's a day later, you got relegated. Why are so many people still wearing Leeds shirts? I was I was look I was looking forward to them coming back up, but then when I saw us, it was good when they were up because we'd beat them like six two every season or something. Yeah. Well, the last season you drew, didn't you, at Old Trafford or something? Yeah, we did. And then we won two 0 at uh, Leeds. We played them twice in a week. Oh, I remember. Yeah, that was a pain in the ass. Yeah, yeah. They, they were. I quite liked having them up. It was they. They added something. Yeah, and I don't know. Did it? Did it change? I don't feel like Leeds the city has changed too much with them gone down. No, I mean it's a one club. City, it's yeah, not, it's, and it's not like they've gone down to the Vanarama National League or something. They're, they're in the Championship. It's still... I feel, I feel like one club cities are a good thing, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, in Leeds, it's very unanimous. It's it's very Leeds. It's quite nice in a way, the unity. Although also, it's fun having a local rival. So, yeah, that's true. It is depends who your local rivals are. Like I feel like it'd be better to have like a Liverpool Everton and you got like two clubs that have got 
you know a richish history i quite like i quite like our one with Tottenham yeah, because it's funny one. but with, with united city there's just, at times i just can't take city seriously like for all the like for all they've won and for all the winnings i just can't take them seriously mentally yeah because they, they they are fake though they 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 are plastic as they say it's like your friend getting like really good on foot champs yeah. because he spent like fucking billions on fifa points yeah like you all right okay it's kind of yeah like it's it's hollow yeah. it's all meaningless i mean don't get me wrong i hate them and i hope whatever happens to them from this trial that's currently under investigation well it's in the process i hope i hope they get as harsh as possible i hope they get fucked <laughs> league two yeah league two. <laughs> out out the football league send them to send them to like the national league north or yeah whatever. and leeds and, and liverpool and arsenal not, not, yeah, i don't i don't really hate arsenal you still wouldn't much. finish in the top four this yeah season. probably probably wouldn't yeah because I can't my hopes. I do you know what? Going back on scene, I don't really like Newcastle anymore. Oh no, I don't either. They're a bit. I don't. Bit. They've 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 they've, they've yeah they've they've lot they've lo- they I mean I never felt that I never really felt anything for them but yeah. now I kind of just they kind of irritate me generally. Are there any other English teams you've got a soft spot for? A soft spot for yeah. Um. I I don't mind Brentford. I quite like yeah. Thomas Frank. I like Brentford purely because I've made them treble winners on a career mode uh, <laughs> the season before they got promoted. Yeah. I mean, do I have a soft spot for, for any other clubs? Nah. I have a soft spot for Oldham. Oh, yeah. That which is sense. one of my other local teams. Um, I guess I have a sort of a vague soft spot, like as in... I don't don't feel anything negative about like I don't know, Barnet, Boreham Wood, those clubs. Yeah. I mean, they I don't think they like each other. Possibly, but, um, they Harry's of, a half and half on Derby Day. They're kind of I don't really give a shit to be honest, but they're kind of vaguely not far. I know Arsenal women and the academy teams often play at Boreham Wood, so I just yeah. Yeah, yeah if we're going into non-league like Ashton United and FC United as well. Yeah. I've got a soft spot for them. But I'm going to watch them play on Boxing Day. Oh. And then I'm going to watch United after two games in one day. Oh. Who are United playing? Aston Villa. Oh. <laughs> a triple Uber from Harry. Oh. <laughs> Three out of five Uber's on the Uber scale. Uh, yeah, Gary Neverling. <laughs> Uncontrollably. Should be a good good uh, yeah. set of games. Hopefully I get to see someone win. Yeah. Well, so- someone. I I wouldn't mind Villa dropping points. Uh, yeah, I mean United can really help you in the next few weeks. It's true, do something at Anfield. First. Yeah, we won't. But it's nice, to th- it's nice to think about. Yeah, just draw. Or oh yeah, another thing. I'm also going down to West Ham. We talked about this yeah, briefly last yeah. night. I'd, whoever listened to the podcast a few weeks ago, I get to experience what Harry described as Stratford. It, it? Is, it is Stratford, yeah. I did. Des- I described it as Stratford. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what Harry described of Stratford. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, it's. Yeah. It's. It's. It's an experience going to that stadium, <laughs> and it's one I'm not in a rush to have again. But um, it's. Yeah. You'll. You'll get to see how uh, truly uh, unique it is to watch football played in 
a big soulless athletic stadium. <laughs> um, have you ever been to the Etihad? I have. There you go. Then you've yeah. had you've had it twice. Yeah, at least at least you have like at least you kind of feel like you're in a football stadium <laughs> at Man City. Um, you, even if they're even if it feels like Disneyland outside. Yeah, it's a bit weird. It's very strange. The weird thing about City, I have to go past the Etihad every time I go to Old Trafford. Oh yeah, of course you do. It's it's more near the city centre, isn't it? City. Uh Well, it's more it's more central than United. Yeah, it's just because it's. I'm from East Manchester, which is where the Etihad is. Yeah, because I remember before it was called the Etihad, it used to get referred to as weird things like. The city. Eastlands and yeah. the city of Manchester Stadium. Yeah, that was. I, re- I remember that. Because yeah. they still they still have direct like your road signs and stuff. They still have like, directions to Eastlands and stuff like that. Yeah. And you think, what the fuck is Eastlands? Yeah. It's, it's weird. That's what it used to be called. I yeah. Guess. Sometimes forget that, but yeah. Just remember commentators saying it. Anyway, moment of the week. I li- I liked uh, I liked surprising Martin. Yesterday, that was good. For his birthday. Happy birthday, Martin! Happy, happy birthday, Martin! Even though I, I think it's in a few days' time. It's, it's on the. It's in four days. I I did enjoy that. That was a good party. You've been doing karaoke the past few days. Yeah, I'd never done it before. <laughs> and then, and then all of a sudden, I, I did it once, and now I have the confidence. I I liked our mug that we got. I loved that mug. That is, we've got we've we've got behind the goal merch now. We've got behind the goal mugs that. Another good friend of the podcast, Danny Lee, give us. Yeah, very generously. Because uh, he, I live with him and he, it was our secret Santa and he gifted me one and he was very kind to gift Harry one as well. Yeah, I, I was very happy with it when I when I opened it. And I saw Zishan's face immediately. <laughs> I opened it and saw your face. <laughs> uh, it, it, he, he gave it to us at the right angle, clearly. He, he pre-planned it somehow. Yeah. No, that was, that was uh, very nice. Gesture from from Danny. Yeah, it was good. Have you got any um, Christmas advice? Christmas advice. (laughs) Well, um, I guess as we are approaching the end of the calendar year, (laughs) um, maybe you could. uh, um, I don't know. <laughs> Every piece of advice starts the same way. Yeah, I put I, I put you on the spot, which is fair I, enough. No, the first time I did it, the first time I did it, I was put on the spot. The second time, I prepared some advice, and every time since, I, I've just made it up on the spot and not even thought about it until they're I get best, asked it. They're the best types of advice, though, so don't worry. Okay, no rush. Well, um, I, 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 my advice is um, embrace the sense of. The senses and smells of of this time of year by rubbing all of what am I saying? Um, <laughs> there's lots of nice smells, um, so I'd I'd say enjoy them. You know, there's like the there's like the Christmassy smells. Um, yeah. What are those Christmassy smells like? I guess like you know the kind of mince pie type smell. Yeah. There's, there's all the herbs and shit that people use. Um, Trees, trees, the yeah. Trees, some trees do smell nice. They do smell nice. Um, lots of people get given aftershave for Christmas. <laughs> Links Africa. Yeah, deodorant. <laughs> so enjoy it. Enjoy it. Smell nice. Uh, um, yeah. Oh. Um, I mean, you can smell nice whenever, but you know, particularly at this time of yeah. year. Yeah. Or else Santa won't be coming down the chimney. No. Um, he probably stinks. 
I mean, he has to go around the globe in a in a sun a Santa suit. You think? Yeah, I mean, think it's summer in half the world, and he's yeah. wearing all those clothes. I think he's a bit. I think he's falling a bit, down chimneys. He's a bit overrated, in my opinion. Yeah, me too. He stat pads a bit. He, he stat pads a lot. Like half of the, the the Easternized world don't even celebrate Christmas. He doesn't even come to my house. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking set me up. <laughs> oh, you've been banned. You've been banned for it. Yeah. For it on Santa's list. Yeah. No, he he just avoids my, my house now. It's, it's very. It's a it's a shame, really. I I would have hoped he'd be a bit more inclusive than that. But yeah, he's not inclusive at all. Santa's been cancelled. Yeah. Just because I don't celebrate <laughs> Christmas, Santa's been cancelled. But anyway, that's all from today. It's gonna be. The last podcast in the studio it, for a while. For a while, yeah. Yeah, for a while. So thank you to the microphones. Thank, thank you to LSR. Yes. Um, Lead Student Radio for allowing us to use their wonderful, soon-to-be-renovated studio. Um, I believe we should um should be back in. I think it's gonna be February. Yeah. Whoa. Well, it will be like yeah, about a month and a half. God, February. February. Whoa. Oh. The short month. It is it short. That is, it's a, it's a rather short month, um, yeah. and it's a leap year, so it's going to be a bit longer than normal by a day. Mm. But, yeah. So, yeah. But anyway, take care of yourselves, and um, yeah, smell nice. Yeah, smell nice. See you soon. Have a good Christmas and New Year, and bye bye. Goodbye. <laughs>